6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, tributes continue to pour in for actor and comedian Bob Saget. He was probably best known as Danny Tanner, the single father raising three girls on Full House. You might remember that show. Or maybe as host of America's Funniest Home Videos. This is a salute to boneheads. Thank you. One guy. How do you know if you're a bonehead, you might ask? Well, you're watching this show, aren't you? You're not watching a documentary on fish. So, boneheads, and I say that in the kindest possible way, welcome. So Saget more recently had returned to his stand-up comedy roots and was in the midst of his I Don't Do Negative Comedy tour. He was found dead in his hotel room in Orlando, Florida after a two-hour set just a short time before. There's been no word yet on a cause of death, but detectives say they found no signs of foul play or drug use. Edmonton-based comedian Lars Calio opened for Saget many times and is remembering him today as a champion of other comedians, someone who also made time, always made time for his fans and someone with a really dir- dirty mouth. Lars joins us this afternoon. <laughs> hey, Lars, welcome back to the show. Hey, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Not so, not so happy. Must have been a shocker to hear that news last night. Unbelievable. Un- un- unbelievable. You know, uh, I mean, 65 is young, but this was somebody who the night before had done two hours of stand-up comedy and you know, he's yeah. He seemed in good health, and and and, and yeah, because he was you know, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Lars, uh, you uh, had opened for him four times over the years. You had met him dozens of other times. Been around him. I think a lot of folks, you know, they the when when they hear Bob Saget, they think of him as Danny Tanner or maybe like the the dorky host of America's Funniest Home Videos. But he was really a stand-up guy from the get-go, wasn't he? he was a stand-up comedian from the get-go. That was his root. Those were his roots. Yeah, you know, I don't know if people knew in the late seventies he. Was- was playing the comedy store and was discovered by Rodney Dangerfield, one of the people that discovered him and, mm. and you know, got some, you know, the, the young stand-up special early on and then got a, a sitcom out of that. But he was always a stand-up comic first and always loved it. So when you saw, you know, the first time I saw Bob Saget perform was, you know, four or five times in 2004, he was a heck of a comedian. He was a really good stand-up comic. He wanted to be, he, you know, this is somebody who cared about it and and was great at it but i think more than all of that there's a couple of comedians over the course of my career who were just so truly gracious and in 2004 i watched him for three hours sign autographs take pictures he didn't leave he could have went back to his hotel he had an early flight and i watched him do that time and time and time again he wouldn't leave until the last person who was in a line got that autograph got that picture and just you know so gracious but there were so many things that were so important to him he had had a sister pass away from scleroderma and he did this he's raised over 25 million dollars to try and find a cure for scleroderma and it was something that he talked about with great passion so this is somebody who was one of the most charitable people you'll ever meet one of the most gracious people one of the funniest one of the most he just loved life and i remember how how much it meant to see somebody of that stature you know somebody who's as big as they get in the entertainment world take time with every person to give them the biggest smile or to talk to them for a moment he was great and 
And Lars, what about even you know, helping the up-and-comers in, in the business, in, in the comedy world? He was very, very gracious um, with with new comedians, with with those who were opening for him, like you did many years back. Yeah, he, he took the time. To, he, he always gave you lots of, but the props that he gave you on his social media, so if people go through his Instagram or Twitter, you'll really see him mentioning the people that he's working with that week or that show and he tags them deliberately in his posts yeah he'll ask you what's your twitter handle what's your instagram handle because he puts it in the post because he knows what that does to elevate the people behind him you know he's sending the elevator back down he was i mean sure he was an actor you know movies and and television but really he was a stand-up comic like we claim him as ours he was <laughs> he was one of us he wasn't act- he was a stand-up comedian Lars Calio joining me this afternoon. Lars, I was reading an article uh, today uh, about him, and I think the headline said, America's dad or as crass a comedian ever. They weren't contradictions. They were complementary. Do you believe that those two personas were complementary? Yeah. People have expectations. You know, if they saw him on America's Funniest Videos or they saw him on, uh, they didn't know that, he was a stand-up prior to that, and a blue comedian. He, he worked very dirty, but he worked dirty from the late 70s. But he, was, he did things, the best comedians are the ones who say the things that make them laugh. You know, he, he was honest and true to his own dark sense of humor. And, I, I, you know, the outpouring of, from people like Jim Jeffries or, or, or Nikki Glazer or the rest of these comedians, mm-hmm. Kelsey Cook had a nice post. He took the time when he saw a comedian who had chops, who was good at what they did, and he would say, hey, if you need help with finding auditions or finding that. So I think that those things existed perfectly. Occasionally, somebody would go see his stand-up show and expect Danny Tanner and would be shocked. (laughs) So there were stories of him walking crowds. But he was honest to himself in that that's what brought him joy. That's what made it was silly fun for him. And everything he did was silly fun. And I think if we all lived life in a way that, he just wanted to bring happiness to yeah. people. That's why he tagged all the young comics in the post. He knew what that, how happy that made them. Mm. Lars, I'm curious from a from a performer standpoint, as as a comedian, as a, as a stand-up comedian, where do you find where that lane is going to be? I've seen comedians who, you know. Uh, don't get raunchy, who don't use, you know, bad language, who are as funny as those who who do. How do you pick that lane and figure out where it is that you're going to be? Um, what kind of a, a comedian you are going to be? Does it depend sometimes on the crowd that you're in front of as well? Well, that's a, that's a wonderful question. I think that good comedians can adapt to a crowd, whether you're doing a college crowd or a corporate crowd or a cruise ship, whatever you're doing. So you can adapt. And, you know, Bob Saget didn't have all dirty material. He had some clever stuff, you know, clean, clever stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I think it finds you. So when we think about musicians, the musicians write songs that speak to them. You know, the country musician isn't going to try and become, a, you know, a rock star, and a rock star isn't going to try and play jazz like you, mm-hmm. you your lane is the thing that brings you joy so somebody like an anthony jeselnik or a jerry seinfeld they're saying the things that spoke to them in their heart in their mind in their soul the jokes that they write make them laugh they bring it to the crowd and then try and polish it so it was always 
in your personality. If you were a slightly dirty, dark person, <laughs> your comedy would go that way. If you try and swim upstream and you go, oh, I want to be TV clean, but if it's not true to who you are, then it's a struggle. Whereas if you just say the things that you find funny, you know, so I think that, you know, assuming from the very beginning, Bob Saget had that slightly dirty mind and, you know, and, and that's what made him, that's what entertained him. And that's what entertained the crowds. He was, uh, he was a heck of a stand-up goes back to being true to yourself right in no matter where you are in your life or what you do and you have to be true to yourself uh before we run out of time here how are you going to remember him how best uh what, what will stick in your mind forever well i i think i'm gonna learn a little bit about scleroderma it was something that was so important to him and his charity work this is something that he spoke about at the end of shows and and that to me his charity work is the thing that I don't know if a lot of people knew about it. So when you messaged this morning, I thought if, if you know if we can mention that, and I'm going to learn a bit about it and, and donate in his sister's honor because it, that's what meant the world to him. And and thinking about his his new wife, and he was just a heck of a guy. And I'm I'm grateful that I got to you know meet him a few dozen times. So that's you know, he's, he's, he was great. Lars Calio joining us this afternoon. Lars, always appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Thank you. Yeah, I want to mention as well that Lars is performing at uh, Casino Yellowhead Friday, January 21st, if you want to check out Lars' show as well. Yeah, when I reached out to Lars this morning, he said, you know what, the comedy world lost one of the best. And I'm not sure that a lot of folks realize that. I think a lot of folks thought of him as that dorky host on America's Funniest Home Videos or the dad on, on, uh, on Full House, but um, considered by many to be a, uh, one of the top comics in America.